Hi everybody, this is the Fish and Grits Podcast. Welcome back. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome back, back to Fish and Greets episode, whatever. Hopefully, um, y'all are full off of your Thanksgiving holidays, and hopefully, you have thrown out those leftovers. Actually, my mama is throwing them out today, so I'm good. And my appetite. Yes, congratulations. My appetite wasn't all that over the, the thing because I was sick. So, my appetite just wasn't where it was supposed to be. And I was like, honestly, fuck germs. <laughs> because they got me fucked up since I turned since September they've had me fucked up and it's fucking December we're gonna get into a new decade and I'm still I'm still getting sick that's just we, we gotta we gotta nip this in the bud before 2020 bro if I get the fucking flu I'm 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 like I might punch the air like Trey from from Boys in the Hood don't claim that I rebuke it in the name of Jesus I will literally start punching the air I was sick, sick in a hall. I probably gonna, I'm probably gonna kill over, but like, bro, I'm punching there, like, swear to God. But um, yeah, we're back. Um, it's probably gonna be a really, sh- an hour. That's the goal because we don't have much to discuss. <laughs> Not much happened other than you know we went inside Queen and Slim, which we'll get into later, but. I think because it is after Thanksgiving, it's only right that we talk about Thanksgiving. So I'm gonna let you go first. So this Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, I cooked for myself. Ooh, I remember a couple of podcasts ago she was talking about how much she hates cooking. I definitely did, but I feel like I should just cook for myself just because because I'm not going at home and I live up here by myself. I was like, you know what, let me create my own home atmosphere. I also wanna say that I think an episode ago, or maybe two episodes ago, I said that my mom uses Jiffy to make cornbread, to make dressing. That is a lie. The lie detector determined that that was a lie. She does not use Jiffy. Jiffy is too sweet for your, uh, your dressing. You do not want sweet dressing. Okay, anywho. I made myself dressing, macaroni and cheese. My friend bought over some yams. And her mom fried us some chicken with her special sauce because I love the way her mom makes this sauce. Uh, we oh banana pudding. Of course, we had the Hawaiian sweet rolls and what else? Oh, pecan pie. And it was lovely. It was a lovely meal. Um, I was done eating around two thirty. Um, I was knocked out at three o'clock. Uh, and I slept for hours. So yeah, that was my Thanksgiving. And then I went to uh, no, I didn't go to work that day. No, I went to sleep. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was good. I couldn't help cook because germs. I actually put on a mask that Wednesday because of the baby and because I was in the kitchen watching her cut up the greens. Mm-hmm. And I, my cough was like really bad. So I was like, I'm finna just cover my face up because, you know, kids and food. But normally I'm in the kitchen helping her. But this time, Arabia, which is like my brother's girlfriend, she was in there helping her. So me and Marcus was with Aubrey, you know, playing with him, trying to get him to calm the fuck down because he was screaming and crying, which he he can hit octaves that I have never. So I'm going to have to watch out for him with his singing because he be hitting notes. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and so once we got him settled, we were just in there playing with him. He was in the mirror. He was hitting his head against the mirror like a crazy person. 
Um, and yeah, Thanksgiving was great. Like the food was good. You know, my aunt and my uncle stopped by. Um, we saw a movie Friday and Saturday we celebrated Auburn turning one. So we had a mm. birthday party for him in the garage. Um, it was word party themed because that's Auburn shit. You know, <laughs> if you put that shit on, he'll instantly shut the fuck up or stop what he's doing and pay attention. Um, and that's kind of what happened Friday because when my mama was holding him, I literally just pulled up the theme song on my phone and he literally stopped crying and was just watching it. And it was only like a minute video. That's the power of Word Party. It's to the point okay. I know the theme song. I don't watch this fucking show, but I know the theme song. I know all the characters' names. So I made Clickety Clock, which is a character in the goddamn show. I made that for the party. We had games, food. She ordered like 30 fucking cupcakes and a cake from Sam's because, you know, Sam's gives you shit in bulk. And we had all that shit left over on top of Thanksgiving dessert. But it was a nice turnout. I didn't think that many people was going to show up, but it was a lot for that party. And he got a lot of gifts that they couldn't take back. Mm. And yeah, because they having a room. And so, and I already know what the fuck was going on. Because when we started singing Happy Birthday, he was just looking around like... They always be lost when it comes to them singing Happy Birthday. So was Jay like that at her party? Yes. Jay literally was looking at us like... I don't know what y'all doing. I don't think I like it. I don't think I like it. I'm trying to eat this cake. She just kept yeah. trying to reach for the cake. Aubrey isn't really a cake person yet. I don't really think he understands. And because his teeth, he's also teething, so I think that's also why he was crunky. Because his two front teeth at the top are coming in. One of them is already almost down. The other one just now coming in. So like he kept touching his ear and like being fussy. And so he was calm, cool as a cucumber at the party. I was like, I was in shock. I was flabbergasted. I was like, wow, this is a different baby. Like, he took him a little nap nap. And when I walked in the house, I heard him like let out a little cry because I guess he was confused when he woke up with nobody in the room. So I said, okay, I'm coming. Grabbed him up real quick, gave him to my mama. I finished decorating because I ain't had time. But after that, he was like on everybody. Like, he was not screaming and crying for his mama. He was just chilling. I think he was just happy to be held. And the little people, I think those little people really, he, he, I think he was good when he saw the other kids. I think that's what it was. It was another little baby there too. So I just think we're just trying to get him to walk now. The nigga can open doors, <laughs> but he can't walk just yet. So other than that, I just feel like the weekend kind of tired me out, to be honest. I'm like, putting a kid's party together is exhausting, and the kids I'm not are just forward. exhausting by themselves. But, like, literally putting that shit together, it was just like, this is a lot of work, and this ain't even my baby. Like, I didn't push him out, you know? I'm just like, if this is what I gotta look forward to in the future, I feel like we might just buy a cake, sing you happy birthday, because you're not gonna remember it anyway, and be good. Because it's really for us more than it is for them. They're not gonna remember that shit. I can't tell you what my first birthday party was like. I can just tell you that I had two birthday cakes because if you look at my photo album, my mama bought a cake and my auntie bought a cake. But I don't remember shit else. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I feel like our party was simple compared to Jade's. Y'all had a whole venue. Oh my God. Jade did the... Not, Jade didn't do nothing because Jade can do nothing. 
her family did the most. She did not need all that for her first birthday. She I don't even birthday. want to know what they spent for that party. And when y'all really could have just went in the backyard of that house and had a barbecue. <laughs> Right, and it still, and it probably would have been more lit because we was outside. Well, and she could have ran it around storming a bit that more. day. Yeah, it was like too much going on that day. I yeah, think was Holly scary. head got in my eye. Oh, was doing the most. Yeah, but yeah, but it would have been a cool party. But I wish you could have been here to attend because it I was decorated. I'm actually glad well. I didn't come home. Like if I would have came home, I would have spent all my time with you and your family. They uh, wouldn't have Glad I didn't go home. My mama wasn't at home because she went to Florida for her Thanksgiving. Turns out my aunt didn't even end up going to Florida. She went somewhere with her boyfriend. Uh, Get that Thanksgiving dick, auntie. I'm sorry. Uh, My brother. What the fuck? Well, everybody got to get some. Listen, now, but when I say some shit like that about your mama, it's the end of the world. Ah, Did your mama get her gobble-gobble on? Did she gobble-gobble on some No, that chick was here the whole time. She didn't go nowhere. I'm just saying. I'm just telling your auntie. That's what you think. I'm telling you she was here the whole time. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. All right, she never left this house. I'm just saying. My brother stayed in New Orleans. That's all I'm saying. So if I would have came home, I wouldn't have saw the baby. Uh, my mom wasn't there, and honestly, those are the two most important people. So what was the point of me going home? Glad I didn't go home. God blocked it, dodged. (laughs) Right. So yeah. So that was our Thanksgiving. Um, I didn't see as many memes as I thought I was gonna see. But the ones I did see, they always were funny. It's always basically like you trying to avoid the dumbass questions your family going to ask you or the little digs they going to take and, and like you throwing shade back. That's all the memes I always see. It's always like, oh, how your grades looking? Oh, how your husband? Or something like that. How your edges looking or some something crazy like that. I'm just like, y'all really be talking to y'all folks like that on Thanksgiving? Mm-mm. No. Ain't nobody talking like that. That's what I'm saying. This is something y'all wish y'all could say. Cause to be honest, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even entertain them questions at all. But that's just me. Cause I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to get popped in the mouth. Right. And I'm not yeah. trying to be canceled by my family. Yeah. Like just ignore them. Like that's what they do. They they ask questions and they nosy. You know. And they don't know how to mind their business. But yeah. It was peaceful over here at the Veal slash Barnes residence. So everything was called co- a slash Smith. Everything was kosher. <coughs> okay. But um, are we saving the movie for the movie section? Or are we honestly let's just get into it. We can save uh, the Watchmen. We can save Watchmen for that, and we can just get let's into let's get into it. Wait, let's get into these little small topics first. Okay, so. So, so George Zimmerman. Oh, we doing we doing George Let's Zimmerman. Let's go ahead and get this bitch ass motherfucker out the way. This wow. bitch ass ham hock looking motherfucker, George Zimmerman, is suing Trayvon Martin's parents, and I think the prosecutors and somebody else for one hundred million dollars in a defamation suit or something like that. I just want to say, fuck you, George Zimmerman. I don't know why you're still walking around breathing. I hope you die a painful death 
and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to hell anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and say what the fuck I want to say. Fuck you in all days and all ways. I hope you rotten fucking hell, and I hope whatever death you get is painful and it's slow and that you feel every second of it for what the fuck you did to Trayvon Martin and his fucking family. Wow. I have no words. I want somebody to fucking take you out, to be honest. I really want to. You know, it's shocking how, like, even Jay-Z has that line in one of them Drake songs. He was like, y'all kill X, but let Zimmerman live. Streets is dead. Like, like, y'all will take your own part, like, your own kind of life. And this man is just living his best life, obviously. Living his He is so entitled that he feels like, so you suing his parents because you didn't go to jail for killing their son? Like, I'm trying to figure out what are we doing here? Like, it ain't enough that they lost their child, but you're going to sue them for money that they don't have and for an outrageous amount of $100 million. Are you fucking... I hope they counter sue his motherfucking ass and I hope they win. And on top of that, he already got shot at before. It's been like two near-death incidences for him. Like, he got into it with some white man and that dude started mm-hmm. shooting at him. But the bullets just magically matrixed around his ass. Like, I, I don't... I don't understand, God. Yeah, like God, I'm. I don't question a lot of shit you do, but that's just one thing I don't understand. Why the fuck is he still here? No idea. So fuck anywho, him. right? Anywho, bitch. So um, also in in our political state, um, <clears throat> Kamala Harris has dropped out of the candidacy for president for uh, you know. The United States of America. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, had their um, differences with her. I know when I read it, I was like shocked because I was like, dang, really? I wasn't expecting it. And then when I said it at work, somebody at work was like, oh my God, thank God. Mm. Like, all right, all right. I see how, I see how we going to do this. Uh, Were they a white walker? This next election. No, they were um Hispanic. Okay. Well, I know a lot of um, colored people didn't see it for her anyway, so I'm not. Yeah, it was especially a lot of a lot of black people just didn't see it for her. Um, but I honestly, because she said that uh she looked at all of her finances and she would be if she wanted to continue running for president, she was gonna put herself in debt. And honestly, I probably pulled out of the race too because I'm not about to be in debt for y'all, especially if I don't win. Like I and would she be wasn't hurt. gonna win. She wasn't I'm sorry to polling. say, yeah, she wasn't even polling like well at all. I'm sorry, for I that think, woman. Honestly. I think honestly that she may like become a pick for VP. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and I, historical. I, yeah, or like Secretary of State, something like that. I don't know. Something. Attorney General. Ooh, even Attorney General. Something, but maybe not the president. But yeah, I just thought that that was shocking because I, I didn't see her pulling out of the race. I, mm. I thought it was going to be so no name type person. But um, we see billionaires can just hop in the race whenever they feel ready to. That motherfucker um, was in Jackson this week. Really? Yes, talking about For criminal what? reform with Mayor LaMumba. And basically, like, that's on make his platform. Sense. That's on his platform agenda. And he basically was saying the same tune, like, he regrets the stop and frisk thing. But I'm just like, why in the entire fuck was he even down here out of all places? And why the fuck was my mom even entertaining his ass? Because please don't tell me that you're endorsing this motherfucker. 
but he was mm-hmm. here because one of the uh, my coworkers from my job like covered the event, so I mm-hmm. was like, mm. Mm. I'm sorry to that man too. If I saw him walking down the street, yeah. I wouldn't know a thing. I know. Mm-hmm. Sorry to that man. Yeah. So. Anywho, what else? What else? Um, I just want to say real quick, Akon is building his own city, and I just, you know. For Akon and I really be, yes, he's building his own city in Africa. Wow. He's building the Wakanda. So I... I heard that they really got vibranium there, but they don't call it vibranium. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Africa got a lot of beautiful, rich resources that people just come over there and pillage from them and leave them mm-hmm. a fucking dry wasteland and it's fucked up. But I just want to say Akon is building Wakanda and when it's done, I might have to jump, skip, and hop on over there see what they talking about because <laughs> America ain't it so and you know I don't need to come back because you know once you leave the country you never come back you don't have to pay your student debt huh if you leave this country and you stay gone you don't have to pay your student loan debt like they can't do anything to you you just you can't come back you that student loan debt that you gonna go to another country and not come back girl do you understand You be some people pay a student loan debt <laughs> to the day they fucking die I'm talking about you, though. Girl, you don't want to know my student loan debt, and I don't even understand how I got so much debt because I didn't borrow. Nothing. You got a car? You got a Mercedes? No, I didn't. I didn't do it. Most of my college, from freshman to junior year, my college was paid for mostly by VA money, mm-hmm. and the loans that I was getting was literally like a nine hundred dollar Pell Grant, which you don't pay that back, but like a nine hundred dollar loan and a thousand dollar loan. Why is my debt in the six figures? Excuse me. That's what I'm saying. I'm Over like nine hundred and a thousand. That's what I'm saying. That don't make. And this was. This is like not even including my grad school debt. Like I knew I was gonna be in debt because of grad school. But I'm like, when I called her one day and she was telling me, "Oh, you borrowed this and you borrowed that," I'm like, I didn't borrow anything. Like when I tried to get a loan to pay for my college, y'all kept denying me because of my co-signer. So how is it all of a sudden that I borrowed this this year and this that year? Y'all giving me somebody else debt because I can go back in my financial records and show you. You need to fight that. Oh, bitch. If I got to sue them, I most definitely will because I'm like, there's no way I should be in the six figures. I should at least be $50,000 in debt with what I borrowed from grad school. And even that, like, I had a, a scholarship. So I should be in the 50s and 60s, not no 100,000s because I haven't borrowed, I didn't borrow shit for undergrad. Like, I basically paid college the first three years with VA money actually the first three years plus the first semester of college and in the second semester like I just kept going in the financial aid office and they just kept giving me scholarships because I kept showing my face so I'm like hmm I owe y'all this much money and you telling me I borrowed this and that but I got proof to show you that I never did this stuff. So I don't know who did y'all gave me but I ain't paying that shit Mm-mm. fight it girl fight it she was like, 15 this. I'm like, what the fuck? I ain't buying no $15,000 loan. I, I kept getting rejected for a fucking loan. If that was the case, I I wouldn't have had to um register late for classes after my freshman year. I damn near didn't come back to Spelman because I owed the school money. So fuck out of here. Great Lakes. How the fuck did we end up talking about this? I <laughs> Shit. Cause you said that Aiko was building the city after you like I oh, yeah. know this what they talking about. <clears throat> yeah. So Akon, 
I love that what you're doing for Africa, how you're not squandering your fucking money. Even though you're not in the in the music limelight anymore, you're really giving back to where you're from and you're giving back to Africa. And I can't wait to see this city because I really do think that it's gonna be technologically advanced. I think that that's gonna be Wakanda. Okay. It's gonna be Wakanda, and that's that's gonna be beautiful to see. As long as the whites don't try to burn it down and conquer it like they did Black Wall Street. So, yeah, congratulations to Akon. Now, that's one man I do know. I know that man. I do. Applause to that man. Applause to that man. If I saw that man walking down the street, I would. I would know who that man was. I would know who that man was. (laughs) Um, But was that everything? The little cute little short topics mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay sis. let's get to the meat and potatoes let's eat so, okay that ain't no I don't meat know, and potatoes yeah, hey. Girl, that's, some, that's some hot wings with some ranch dressing and a nice large lemonade because okay. it's a figure of speech figure of speech so there's this little movie that came out you know not too big called Queen and Slim <clears> um, <throat> it was directed by Melina Masukas and written by Lena Waithe. It's her first movie, and it's Melina's first film directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out Thanksgiving. I saw it the day after Thanksgiving. Destiny saw it yesterday, so it's still fresh for her. So I'm going to let her go first. Now I knew you was going to do this. So because no, you, you, you just go saw first. it. Okay. No. Well, I, you I just also saw... just want to say that the director, what's her name? Melina? Melina. Melina. Also directed Formation in Solange video. I just want to put that out there. This is great. Some, some episodes of Insecure. But um, she's actually directed more videos than just for them. She's directed a lot of cool music videos for a lot of dope artists. So I just can't think. I know Neo is one I can think of off the top of my head. But she's she's directed a lot of dope videos. Anyways, I was going to let you go first because you literally just saw it. And I know your okay. memory of it is still fresh. It's fresher than mine is. Go ahead. Um, Talk about how you mm-hmm. cried. Did you cry? No, I didn't. I was sad. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Not, how I got, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I was just like. No, I'm yeah. just saying, I don't, I did that because there's, I can't see how you didn't cry. I don't, I, like, how you not cry? I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't sad. I just don't think that it moved me that much to tears, like. I was like, damn, like, fuck. Like, when that police officer shot her in the heart, I was like, <gasps> no. Uh, we should have like, just said spoiler alert, because you Oh, get the fuck just... out of here. We spoil <laughs> everything. At this point, if you've been listening this long, we literally talk about power in full detail. Oh, yeah, so we, I, we shouldn't have to say spoilers. Okay. Don't listen. Skip ahead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, but when that officer shot her in the heart, mid sentence as he was talking to her I was like <gasps> like she didn't even do anything like she was just standing right. there being black and beautiful okay. with fine ass you jumped all the way to the end like all I'm like, sorry I'm you, just saying you went to hours but first of all that was that was the part that you I made you cry I'm sure so that's why I'm like that's why I jumped there because I'm like I gasped when it happened like when they got shot yeah and I was like damn like they really I think died. that's when I started crying I think that's when I started crying when she got shot because it was just it was she had literally just said, "Can I be your legacy?" And he literally just said, "You already, already are." Pow! And then pow! I was like, "Oh, oh my god, oh my!" I just started crying. 
But like I did. So when I cry in movies, I try to just keep my composure because honestly, let me just say, I don't think, I think I hate going to the movies with other people now. I honestly think that is an actual fact. I would rather go to the movies where no one is, no one else is in a theater because literally we picked a back row. We picked a row where nobody was in front of us and nobody was behind us. It's almost as if everybody was doing the same thing. Every time a, a group of people come in, they would sit in the blank row and they would leave space. So, like, you know, we could all just be spaced out and chill. Why did this tall-ass man come and sit directly behind me and hit my seat? Did I he say, excuse not, me? No. And I turned around and I was like, sir, not today. What did he say? My fault, my fault, sir, not today. Then he started eating popcorn, sir. <laughs> Sir, I had like, and I had every intention to move, but I knew that uh, the person I went to go see the movie with was gonna make a big deal out of us. So I was just like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. And then two, a white couple came and sat down beside me. They talked throughout the entire previews. As soon as the movie started, I looked at them. I looked at them and made sure they saw me to let them know that it is y'all, y'all done talking. You're done talking. So they stopped talking. Anywho. But like, if it's movies, the previews, I I'm can sorry, see y'all huh? talking in the previews. But when I get with when, when this shit go completely dark and they start showing them little Coca Cola uh uh commercial things, like please turn off. Also, like when they start doing that, you better shut the, shut the fuck up. You should be done talking because the previews are twenty minutes. I worked at the movie theater. I know. Shut up. Stop talking. But back to me crying. I had to keep my composure. Because I cry and I make noises. Like, I'm the... I'm, I'm one of those. So, when she got shot, it's like, as soon as the blood, like, came through her, her chest, the tears just started rolling down my face. And, and then that... when, when he looked at her on the ground, and then he got on the ground with her and, like, just stared at her, I was like, what is he about to do now? And then he picks her up. And when he starts carrying her, I broke. When I say I wept, I wept. You broke like a damn. You would, have, you would have thought I was Jesus, okay, weeping. Like, you would have thought that, like, this was the end. And when they started shooting him. Like they shot I, Cleo up and set it off. Girl, I, when I say I couldn't hold it no more, I started happy to lady to move theater. I just, I, I, it was ugly. Then my folks probably, they ugly her like. And then when they put up the, like, the painting, the mural, the mural of them, yeah. oh my God. I was like, oh. And you know who I immediately thought about when I saw that mural <coughs> go up? Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle. I was like, you know what? This is too much, y'all. This is too much. But um, back to like what I got from the movie. Um, I thought that. I also have a stupid comment to make. What? Going back to a conversation we had, but I'm gonna let you go ahead. What? It's just about the sex scene. Let's get to that later because, honey, let's that's get to what that I'm later. Saying, let's I'm get to that saying, later. Honey, let's get, honey let's comment. get Listen, we gonna I said, wait. I said, wait. We're gonna get to that later. Okay. So, how would how did I overall love the, I love the movie. Yes. Um, their chemistry. Out of control. Like, you can just tell that they came with you just out of control. Okay, at the I very beginning, on the Tinder girlfriend. day, I read in an interview that, like, 
when they picked him to be slim or when he said that he wanted to be slim and they was trying to find out who Queen was going to be, they went through like so many auditions to find who Queen was. And then when they found Jody, when she walked in the room with Slim for the chemistry test, they said that he shrunk in his chair. They said because all the other women, he was like overpowering them and very intimidating. But as soon as she walked Mm. in the room, they said physically he got smaller. But physically in the context of that's just how much of a woman she was. And that's, they was that's like, they said as energy. soon as, yes, they said as soon as she walked in the room, they said, that's it, that's queen. Because they watched how he reacted to her walking in the room. He was like, who is that? Like when she left, he kept asking like, who is that? Like, well, who, who is she? Like all this type of stuff. Like, where'd she come from? Guess oh, yeah. what? Guess what? who she date in real life? Who? A white man. She date the dude from Dawson's Creek. I forgot his name. Oh my god! Okay, you got so back. quiet. You got so quiet. Let's come back to that. Okay, there's so much to unpack here. We're gonna be, we're gonna park this car right here. Okay, we're gonna sit and talk in Please, this car. Please, Mama, let her play storm. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, so like the whole scene in the beginning when they was on a date, sis was hella intense and she was mad rude. Okay, like I was like, mm-hmm. girl, my brother said at first she was getting on my nerves. <laughs> No, she was getting on my nerves. At what point did I say, damn? I, out loud, out loud and moved in, I said, damn. She told him something. I don't know what she said, but I was like, damn. Anywho. Oh, you talking about when um, she said in his picture, he looked so sad. That's why she decided to Yeah. And then he was like, I don't really like taking pictures. Like, this time, my, he said my dad took that picture of me. Mm-hmm. I always like taking pictures. And she was like, you need to take pictures, though. Like, this proof that you were there. All right, so I held on to that little nugget. Because there was a lot of little things they were saying throughout the movie that I, like, held mm-hmm. on to. Yeah, because um, he said, as long as my family remember me, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, as long as my family remember me, I'm good. And she's like, but that shows your proof of existence, like, taking pictures. And then, um, so the whole... I didn't, I didn't like the police scene because I didn't see the police was just doing, like, too much. And he was fully complying, like, with the police. Like, you can't say that he wasn't. They illegally searched his car. Um, the whole flashlight in the eye was disrespectful. Just how the police officer was acting was just too much. And then the whole possible DUI. Like, come on, are you serious? He veered a little bit, whatever. Um, so they killed a police officer, whatever. You can tell that he was just so scared after he shot him because he stared at the police officer for so long after he shot him. I was like, damn, this is really fucked up. And then she was just in control. Like, mm-hmm. get in the car. We need to go. Take his gun. We need to drive. I got an uncle uh, in New Orleans. We need to go, like, right now, right now, whatever, like that. All right, cool, girl. You in control. And then you can see that he still, like, had, like, his humility in a way, I guess. Like, he was like, I'm not a criminal. And then she was like, but you are. And then it flipped over as to she started saying, you're not guilty of anything because you ain't in court. Like, they ain't charged you with nothing. So, like, calm down. And, uh, like, even when he helped the guy that he hit with the truck that messed up his knee, I was mm-hmm. like, nigga, you, you need to be moving. What are y'all doing? Like, he was just, he to me, he just was, you could tell that there was a difference. Their energy was like, she was like, listen, we all about survival. We all about survival. He all about, I just care about my family. And I don't want, like, let me turn myself in. Let's tell him it was self-defense. And she's like, no, chill out. All right, well, for let her, me it's all about survival because deep down, that's all she, she knows all how to she do. Got. She all she got. Yeah, that's basically it. It's like, 
if I had to defend my uncle who killed my mama, like, that's some deep-rooted-ass shit to deal with. The fact that you defended a man and got him off from going to jail for killing your mother. And some days you just wish that it was him instead of her. Like, coping like that and just, just somehow just dealing with it every day and being her own person, her own support system, like, that shit... It made sense why she was the way she was. It's like, I don't have time to dwell on this shit. Like, just keep moving. If we right. keep moving, I ain't got to think about it. I ain't got to react. I don't got to feel, you know? So, it made sense. But he's a family man. He's a Christian man and a family man. So, it's like, he just, I don't know. He's just sensitive. He was more sensitive than she was. More yeah. empathetic. And then, uh, like, when they got to New Orleans, First of all, as soon as they started showing like them arriving in New Orleans, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm at home. I don't know. Every time I see like movies that's like shot in the South and stuff, I just be like, oh my God, I know where they said. But like, I can still pick out places that they were driving by New Orleans. I was like, I know where they said and I know where they said. And you know what's even crazier? They mm-hmm. started playing Solange as soon as they got to New Orleans. And Solange actually has a house in New Orleans. Beyonce does too. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I'm a ride the dick like a stolen car. I oh, yeah, it. with Megan. Mm-hmm. That's on um, the soundtrack. So. I like in that scene uh, where it's India Moore mm-hmm. and her like doing the hair or whatever or like she talking to her or whatever and then she was like, y'all treat him like a king. Like he ain't worth shit. That's what like, you know, Queen was telling her and she was like, honestly, out there in the world, he ain't shit. But in this house, him like a king and I took that as two different ways like really he ain't shit like outside of these doors niggas ain't checking for him like that he come out these pinky rings he got on this fake Gucci like type tracksuit type shit he ain't shit and nobody checking for him also on top of that the world really does not look at a black man as if he's worth anything so outside these doors in this world he ain't shit but in this house with us women we gonna take care of him and cater to him because he is a king in this household. So I was like, that was an I like how they did that or whatever. And then what other thing did I catch on to? Oh, after they had did that whole transformation thing and Slim cut all his hair off. First of all, can I just say, have you seen a picture of my brother-in-law? No. 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 When I say that my sister husband looks just like Slim, I'm not lying. It was weird watching the movie the entire time. It even more weird when he died at the end. Anywho, so when they when he was lying down in bed in New Orleans after he cut his hair and she was like, Are you okay? And he was like, Yeah, I'm okay. And then they kept talking and then she was like, But are you okay? And he came back and he was like, I mean, I just been brought up to say that I'm okay even when I'm not. And I was like, Damn, that hit me too. Because I honestly feel like black people in general, we go through so much and we have been brought up to just suck it up and to have like this strong exterior to just be like, oh, nothing. Like you got to work twice as hard to get half of what they got. Oh, you can't let like what they say phase you all this type of stuff. Be strong, show grit, keep going. And then you build up this whole, you suppress all of your feelings you just keep saying, I'm okay, even though deep down you're not okay, which in turns into mental health issues within the black community, which is a taboo for us to even talk about it and to go to therapy and get help because this is just, you know, the struggle that we endure. And we've been enduring a lot of adversities and different things like that since like slavery and all of that over time. So when he said that, I felt that in my soul. 
because I was like, damn, a lot of times I do say I'm okay when I'm not even okay. So I held on to that gym. Um, and then I feel like they roll switched a little bit to where she got like very, very soft, like, mm-hmm. and the whole thing with her saying that I want a man that's not going to heal my bruises for me, but be by my side while I try to heal my bruise, like he- be by my side while I try to heal my wounds and be there to kiss my bruises. And he said all he want out of life is a his ride wife, a ride or die to hold his hand and never let go. And he was like, as long as, like, that's my legacy. As long as my woman thinks of me as the best thing in the world, that's all I want. That's what I want my legacy to be. So just to see, like, I also like that when the white couple helped them, I like that it wasn't like this whole white savior thing. It was more of a white allyship. Because a lot of times when they do these movies in Hollywood and stuff, it's always the white savior that comes in, miraculously saves the black people. But in this instance, it was literally they just helped them out a little bit and, like, was allies in that aspect and just showing that, like, you can be an ally even though, like, his wife was tripping. The man wife in that movie was, like, hard of tripping. But I respect her because she kept her mouth closed. Um, um, okay, you still talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then, like, them and, like, the whole blues, the whole that was in Mississippi. You could tell that shit was in Mississippi. You could tell that was in Mississippi. B.B. King was playing. You could, I literally feel like there was, like, some hole in the wall down the street in Utica or something. Like, literally. Mm -hmm. And then, like, how the bartender was, like, you safe here. Like, everybody was giving them their props. Like, was looking at them, but, like, we ain't gonna blow y'all cover or nothing like that. We respect what y'all doing. Um, The kids shooting the police officer in the face fucked me up. Uh, because it just shows that like we really have to nurture and guide the youth because so much is going on and they are becoming desensitized to certain things and he looked at them as if they were like I don't know these superheroes in a weird way like oh if y'all did it even though they did it in self defense this little boy literally was just asking for trouble and then he shot the black police officer in his face when all the black police officers was like, just go home. I don't want to arrest you. Go home. So that was iffy. I knew in the movie we was going to come across one black person because at the beginning um, when they was flagging down cars and stuff, she was like, hopefully a black guy or something to help us. And he was like, shit, sometimes that ain't good either. Like black people trying to help black people. He was like, shit, sometimes that ain't good either. Because I knew eventually in the movie it was going to be one, one or two black people that wasn't going to be about what they're doing. There's always that one. They were like, oh, there you go, talking about something. The man always trying to hold us back. If you would just focus on your own shit, and da, 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 like all that type of stuff. I actually know somebody that's like that. And then like in the end, how it actually turned out that a black person is the person that set them up all for some money. Like you, mm-hmm. you got blood money. Like you got blood all over your hands, all over for some money. You stay in a trailer with a sawed off shotgun. Really? broke ass into um and then just at the end you can just see that their roles completely reversed and he was just like are you gonna hold my hand like and never let go no matter what and she was like yeah am I your legacy and he was like you ever already need to die I was like oh my god it's a good move um did you want to talk about the sex scene part I mean can I talk about how I felt cause you know oh yeah sorry um don't apologize <laughs> Um, I because I had already seen some people 
you know, talk about how they felt about the movie and they were encouraging everybody to go see it because it was such a good movie. I had I, high expectations. I mean, just from watching the shot, I knew what Lena was capable of, but I feel like this hits on so many other different levels. I feel like people say that this is like Bonnie and Clyde, but I feel like in the black Bonnie and Clyde, but I feel like it totally surpasses it. Like, I like I mean, it was kind of crazy how this was their first fucking date and it really went to total fucking shit and they was just stuck together. And I guess one would say that they might have been soulmates. It's like hard mm-hmm. to really say. Like, I don't know if the trauma of what happened brought them together um, or if it was just them meant to be together. But I can say that the chemistry, like you said, was there. Mm-hmm. Um I really appreciate the, the stuff they was talking about. I like the little joke he told where, you know, he when she couldn't go to sleep, it was towards the end. Oh, the story. And he was asking about, like, you know, where babies came from. He was like, none of them were right because babies come from fucking. And I okay. thought they were going to drop some hints that, like, she might have been pregnant. Like, I thought in the end he was going to die and she was going to end up and leaving. she was going to live and with have a baby, baby as the yeah. legacy. Because they yes. definitely wasn't using up. They definitely didn't have no protection when they was fucking in the Hell car. Hell no. Nah. But somebody had made up a good point where someone had said that, like, this whole movie kind of flipped everything on its head. Like, you had that black cop. You know, we we become so, like, fearful and, like, fuck cops. But you had this one black cop who was just, like, trying to look out for this young man. And look what happened. Like, in this one instance, Mm -hmm. like, damn, you couldn't even be mad at the cop because he was just like, look. And he was was trying to relate to him on a level. Like, when he lifted his helmet up, I felt like he was trying to relate to him, like, look. I'm black. I'm you're just black. like you. I'm yeah. just like you. I know that I have on this uniform, but I understand what you're going through. I don't want to arrest you because I know what the situation can turn into. I just want you to go home because this is not a place for somebody like you. And I know if I don't come over here and talk to you, it could easily be one of my white colleagues coming over here and beating the shit out of you and not willing to talk to you like you're a human being. Or the fact that like in the end, you would have thought the white couple or his wife would have been the one to snitch, but then it was the nigga who you thought would have had their back. They turned around and, and flipped on them. So it's just like everything just turns on its head and everything you think you know or you think is going to happen, the opposite happens. And so I appreciate that about the film. And it is a good lesson that like all kinfolk, skinfolk and kinfolk, like we do have some people out there who are trifling as fuck that just because mm-hmm. they have the same skin color as us, that don't mean they have our best interests at heart. Niggas in the hood get killed every day over dumb ass shit. Look at Nipsey Hussle. Right. He got shot down for nothing. Right. All he did was tell the dude, "Hey, I don't like what you're doing. I don't, I don't want that around me and my and my aura and my energy and my area. Like I would appreciate if you would leave." And he got shot for this shit. You know, somebody who was doing something good for the community, somebody who looked just like him, who could probably benefit from some of the stuff that he was doing in the community, shot and killed him. So. Right. It's like, I think I kind of already kind of knew that there was a twist because I know some people were angry at the end. And like, some people were pissed off that a black man was the one that turned them in. But I'm like, why do y'all act like it this shit like don't this happen sometimes. every day? This is real shit. Why y'all people acting look, like y'all... People who I'm look sorry. just like you, regardless of skin color, will betray you. Like y'all would kill somebody and you try to go to your house and your mom be like, baby, I know I already called the police. You got to turn yourself in. Like, why y'all acting like Y'all mamas and y'all grandmamas wouldn't try to turn y'all in. And I respect his dad like fuck. If I ever get in trouble, God forbid, and something like that happened to me, my mama better do the same thing. Mama listen to my voice, but mama hang up that phone. 
y'all really acting like y'all own kind won't turn y'all in for exactly something. like it's it's been happening for years for decades for centuries like motherfuckers like it's like your skin color or your race does not automatically imply loyalty because money talks and for that motherfucker 250 250 per head he was getting half a million just for turning them in and I don't know for sure because I want to go back and listen to the Reed's interview with them um, from last mm-hmm. week but I'm not certain for sure if he was the person they were supposed to be meeting up with or if he just happened to come upon them and told the police hey I know where they are I'll bring them to you and that happened or what but it's just like we got to get out of this mentality that the enemy is like always going to be somebody who don't look like us right because we have motherfuckers in our family who will let who will let an uncle rape a, a, a niece or a goddamn daughter uh, and they will hide and cover that shit up fuck her trauma fuck her well being fuck what she been through we got to protect this person we got to act like that shit didn't happen. Like, we have crazy shit happening in our community all the time. Motherfuckers doing fugazi shit and shit that ain't right all the time. This is no different. It's just that I think we all had had hope that because they had made it as far as they did in the movie and that they didn't really... They had, you know, a few run-ins, but even cops was helping them. That fucking cop who opened the garage and caught them mm-hmm. about to leave, let them go. So and I like, like what he said, too. He said it was... some. It was it's two deer. deer stuck in some bushes. I and freed I set them, them. Yeah, I set them free. And it's just like, if a cop was able to let them go, and these white folks was able to, you know, keep their mouth closed and help them out, it's like, at that point, they gonna make it. So when they didn't, it was like, nah, this is real life. In no way, shape, or form with any black person, any two black people who shot a cop be able to walk out of that situation not only scot-free, but alive. Because you see, it took nothing for that white cop to shoot her. And the way that the news, you know, covered it afterwards, that they that they were armed and dangerous when the police ran up on them as if it justifies what the cops did. There was no reason for them to shoot them. They could have easily arrested them and took them to jail. But to shoot her in the heart and shot her in the heart. So she died instantly. It was just like there was no need. You was Damn. just trigger happy. You must and then a woman shot happy. her. Exactly. A white woman shot her. I was like, a woman. and you could tell it was scared that she even pulled the trigger her damn self. She looked scared. I was like, and my whole thing is I don't understand. First, I don't understand how she shot her. And then I don't understand why they shot him. He literally is carrying her. How can he pull a gun? How can he do anything to y'all? But that's a narrative they make up about us to justify what the fuck they did. The news didn't catch none of what happened until after they were already dead and on the ground and used the police officer's narrative to justify why they shot them. When we as an audience know, and in a lot of it situations... It was self-defense. But we as an audience know what really happened. In a lot of situations where they come out and say, well, the victim was... Where they come up with excuses to justify... We know the police officers create this narrative, you know, to justify killing us and... Oh, they were armed and dangerous. Like with a Tatiana Jefferson. She had a gun in the house. What the fuck they got to do with them just running up in her house and shooting her? No questions right. asked. Like y'all are trying to make it seem as if because she had a gun, therefore she was armed and dangerous. Therefore the police had every right to go in there and shoot her. Like like y'all do that with us. But when these white motherfuckers go in these shoe, these schools and shoot babies, shoot black folks in churches, shoot people in movie theaters that's just trying to watch a fucking movie. 
Go in grocery stores and shoot people. Go in clubs and shoot up people. Oh, he was such a good person. I don't understand what happened. He made good grades. No, fuck that. He's a fucking piece of shit who went in there and killed innocent people that didn't do shit to him. But when it come to us and we don't do shit, you're going to find whatever picture you can that it's either us throwing up the bird or throwing up some type of gang sign. Sometimes we're just throwing up the peace sign and y'all turn that into a gang sign. It's some unflattering picture or a mugshot of us to basically feed into the narrative that we deserve to be dead. And then the victim becomes the one who's attacked. And the fucking cop becomes the one who's the goddamn victim. That fucking cop that was harassing him and literally pulled out a gun on him because all he said was, can you hurry up because it's cold? Because you're literally digging through my fucking shoeboxes trying to find weed or something to justify what the fuck you doing. Mm. And it's cold as shit. I just want to get in my fucking car. And you finna pull your gun out and, and tell me to get on the ground? Because you frustrated? Because you can't find nothing on me? And then you shot her. Right. And obviously, you ain't that good of a police officer because all you did was grazed her. Thank God. So, do I give a fuck that they shot that cop? Fuck no. Fuck him. That's what the fuck he get. If he had done his job properly and minded his fucking business and just gave him the ticket or left him the fuck alone, he'd be able to go home to his family. But we losing people in our community every day over dumb shit, over, over shit like you motherfuckers just feeling trigger happy. You think I'm supposed to give a fuck about him getting shot? I don't care. I don't care. I did not feel no sympathy for that fucking cop. Good fucking riddance. But going back to... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, like, when they finally took the picture together Mm -hmm. and he was like, I want people to know that we were here. Mm -hmm. The fact that that picture, like, was used at the end for, like, the murals and, like, on t-shirts and all that type of stuff, and him saying that he just cared about his family, knowing who he was, and mm-hmm. like the legacy of whoever his family was. The fact that he said, "I just want, I want something. I want it to be known that we were here, not here physically at this location, but I want the world to know that we like." It turned into y'all ended up letting the world know that y'all really were here, like y'all were two living like beings, right? And I like, I just thought that that was like beautiful in itself, like the sim- like the symbolism behind it. Just want I just want to know I just want people to know that we were here like oh my god mm-hmm. I'm so done with this movie bro yeah. I got, I want to go see it again because I know when I go see it again I'm gonna find something new and I'm gonna see something that I think I didn't catch the first time so I'm probably gonna go see it again um, by myself. That's six scenes so like we, let's we let's unpack it let's let's unpack no it. wait I'm just gonna say one thing like we were talking about how actors like do stuff like that you know mm-hmm. when they have significant others and how they don't get into it. The way he was fucking her up in that seat, like when he got <laughs> on top of her and he was fucking the shit out of her. Like taking out all his pain and frustration on her. I was like, he is fucking the shit out of her. Like, that's all I kept thinking in my head was like, damn, he finna fuck a hole into this seat. Girl. Like when I say did... I feel like a lot of the times <laughs> when we see like black sex scenes, it's always like rough like hyper sexualized and like you know it's just always intense for some odd reason it's always fast it's always hard it's always rough that's how I remember seeing it but I just feel like them having like when I saw it I was like this is like poetry in motion and I what really sealed it for she, me when he, when when he sucked her boob yes! when he oh my sucked, god 
when he sucked her boobs. I'm talking about God. That's what I'm talking about. It was so black ass. It was black ass. Oh my life. I was like, shit. This is a real sex scene with her. When they show her boobs and he started sucking on her titties, I was like, oh no, we for real. Like this. I was like, really about to go down. Oh, oh, y'all making love? Okay. I was like, wow, they really How making your love. How girlfriend feel like about that? Wow, they making love, bro. They I would have looked love. at him at the premiere. I would have looked at him like, oh really? We sucking titties now. He said whenever he said when he saw the sex, like when the sex scene was about to come up, when he saw the premiere with his family, he left the theater. <laughs> and he said he came back when it was done. And she said that they had a party, like a after party after the viewing, and his mom came up to her and confronted her about the sex scene. Why? It's just okay. What did she say? She just said like, "So, what were y'all doing in that scene?" And then she was like, "What scene?" And then she was like, you know what I see them talking about. And Queen was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And like walked off. And in the interview, so that was his first time hearing that his mom had confronted her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I can't take my mom nowhere. It's like, she don't know how to behave. Like, literally, she does not know how to behave. And, and she's just, African. <laughs> they so laughed you know, it they off. Don't hold they girl. Girl. Like, African mamas will literally, like, insult you to your face and dare you to get offended. Like, ooh. ooh. It's just funny, girl. Like, I it was a nice scene. She started was. off on top, and you can see his booty too. And also in the <laughs> interview, you. he said also in the interview, like he said that part where you see like my butt and like the booty, whatever, like that. He said literally for ten minutes, the directors and stuff were trying to get his butt in the perfect position. <laughs> and she said, "Yeah," because at one point when she on her back, when Queen is on her back, and he like you know pumping her up or whatever like that. When she puts pump, her foot, pump, 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 pump. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Focus. When she puts her foot with the boot on the dashboard, mm-hmm. they put. They said they put. They positioned her foot so many times to get it just right in the camera. So it's like they said that what y'all saw was beautiful, but they said in the process with everybody watching y'all and critiquing y'all at the same time, he was like, "It's mad awkward." He was like, "My," he was like, "My stuff just out here all open." <laughs> And he said, y'all are trying to make sure my booty hit the light right. Like, really? And you but know hey. he got that accent, so it's probably so much funnier with, the, and it with just, the accent. And it was just beauty. It was just beautiful to see black on black skin and like mm-hmm. rich chocolate black skin on black skin. I just thought it was just beautiful. I just, no, he really wasn't fucking playing with her. That was for nope. every little dig she took at him. That was for all the shit he was going through. Like, he literally was just Taking an eyes pain and frustration. You on her. think so? I think that he was really just. No, I think he he was into the sex. Like I think he was really no, trying to make love that, to her. I think at that point they was in they were in love with each other. Like there was nothing. No, to tell I them. think I'm saying I'm not saying that there wasn't any emotion or passion behind the sex. I just think that when he was getting her ass in that seat, the way she was going off, I was like, bro, he is not fucking playing. Like he is trying to show her ass. Like I'm like you like I'm not one to be fucked with. I just feel like there was just a little bit of anger. There's just a little tiny bit of anger there. But he was fucking her ass up. That's probably frustration. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a little bit of it. I mean, she was taking digs at him earlier, like, trying to play him, like, when they first, you know, met. So I'm just like, I'm sure it was also like, I'm going to prove to this soul girl, like, I ain't want to be fucked with, okay? What do you think about the protest scene? I think that it was like, 
oddly placed. Like, did we need it? I don't know. The I don't know. I think it was oddly because placed. they were going back and forth between it was the back and forth between the sex scene. I was just like, Hi. but it's one of those things where they trying to like build where as the scene builds up, the sex does too until like the climax, and then the climax of that scene was like him shooting that cop in the face. Mm. So it's like I get what they did, but I also mm. kind of think that it could have. Like the sex scene could have just been what it was, and then they had the protest. But I kind of got what they were trying to do. Like as they're making love, making peace, war is happening over here. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. I guess like life and death. Like they're over here fucking and like low key creating a life, and he over here killing folks, taking a life. Yeah, he's taking a life, and in essence, his life is going to be taken. So it's just like. It's just kind of the correlation, I thought. But I also noticed yeah. in almost every scene, you saw, like, a cross or some type of religious reference. Yeah. And I also noticed that we didn't get their names until, like, the very end. Bruh, yes. And I wonder, like, why she decided to stretch that out. Because, because honestly, a lot of these black bodies, you don't know their name until they're gone. That is true, which is interesting. But also, like, I was like, where did Queen and Slim come from? Because their names weren't those nicknames weren't mentioned I don't think what until the end maybe or were they even mentioned at all I'm like where did that um yeah I was trying to think come from yeah because we never got a name for them even when they would introduce themselves to people like when they introduced themselves to that little boy they didn't even say their name so it was just like I thought they was they was were interesting they drew that out she did say her name I think they did say their names when they met that little boy because they shook his hand and everything because wasn't her 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 name What was her name? Angela? Her name is Angela. They didn't say it at yeah. to the end. Though. I, she didn't say her name. He was just like, hey, I'm such and such. She was like, nice to meet you. She didn't say her name. I think she did. I don't know. And I they probably also it. didn't say their names just because one, they had changed their appearance a little bit. She took the brace out. He cut his hair. So mm-hmm. it was like, we don't need to tell nobody our names. We don't need to be seen out in public or stop anywhere if we don't have to. So as far as I'm concerned, my name is fucking Lisa, for all y'all know. I'm not going to tell y'all my real fucking name, because, I mean, it's, their names have been publicized everywhere for people who are on the lookout for them. Like, if you see this person, this person, call us, we looking for them. So I think maybe it was also like, well, they're not going to tell people their names, because if they're trying to blend in and not, you know, get caught, especially if they change their appearance, it's best that we don't tell people what our names are. Even though a lot of people recognize who they were. But Marvel, if you want to get her to play Storm, I'm down. She tall, she chocolate, she slim thick. She was thick too. She had some thighs on her. I was like, I yeah. see you, I see you, Queen. I see you, but that's just funny. When I started sixteen, I was like, I cannot wait to Destiny see this because literally <laughs> it brought me back to the conversation that we had. And I was like, I cannot wait Girl. to see this so we can talk about it because as I was soon just like, as we just talked about boob. it, I was like, wow. That's what I knew was real. I was like, okay, they showing tits. Like this. Ooh, oh, he's sucking oh, the tits. Oh, ooh. It was it girl, it was succulent. Like his lip bounced off of it succulent. and everything. I was like, wow. Yo, I'm done. That's a big word. Succulent. That's a big word for you. That's crazy, bro. That that this is whole just... said, that's a big word for you. Succulent is not big. That is a big word. No, it's not. But you be teasing me all the time about the words I let come out of my mouth. I'm just saying. Yeah, your words be big. Your words don't be nowhere near the same not, caliber as succulent. 
Just say that it's not a word that's normally used. Say that's that. what I'm saying. So it's a big word. That okay. is a big word. I'm just saying that succulent is a big word. People don't use it in everyday vocabulary. I'm just saying. So, you know, one point for you on the board. But overall, anything like else? Yeah, I'm like gonna go see it. It was again. a good movie. Yeah, I would, I would, I would want to go see it again. I'm gonna check out some of their interviews because I didn't get to watch their round, their roundtable discussion. Yeah, I was trying weekly. to wait. Yeah, and I want to hear Kid Fury and Crystal's interview with them because I know they go into. Somebody said they go into like why they decided to end it the way that they ended it. So they I can wait to. Crystal's and Kid Fury did like a a talk and a premiere of the movie with Melina oh. and Lena. And then, you know, they had Daniel on the podcast, so I don't know if they've ever met Jody, but... Oh, yeah, Jody is dating a white man in real life. I gotta go find this shit. Go on her Instagram. Real quick, before we go to break. Or just type in Johnny Tony Smith and her boyfriend, and you'll know who I'm talking about. Oh. I told you. My God, girl, he is blue-eyed white. Yeah, you know sometimes you see, you know, you can see somebody that's white and be like, oh, Lord, you've been around with some black people before, or like a long time. Nah. And he used to date Katie Holmes like back in the day when they were on that show. I don't wanna wait for our lives to be over. Wedding announcement. They get married. Oh, wow. She's going to marry that man. Okay. Hold on. What? He like chocolate. Dark chocolate. I see you, Dawson's Creek. I wouldn't mind seeing her and him dating, her and um Daniel dating, but Daniel taking too. His girlfriend mm. ain't Ashley, if he's still with her. Mm. That's all I wanted to tell you. I knew that was gonna like kind of burst your bubble a little bit. It didn't burst my bubble. I don't think I'm actually shocked either. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. To, I can't wait to see the black men come out the woodworks. Like y'all always be talking about how we black men be dating white women and shit. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing about her. I can't wait to see that. Well, that's it for this segment. We don't have an adulthood. Welcome to adulthood. Um, but hopefully we'll have one next week or on the next episode. So we're gonna take a quick break and come back for homegrown. So you know we think about topics like basketball wives and Donald Trump. But you don't know what we're listening to. Every few weeks, King Gabe and I will be releasing the DNA playlist, a combination of 10 songs that reflect our musical taste and act as an extension of our personalities. Coming out this week is Volume 5 with sounds from Vince Staples, Megan Thee Stallion, and Flo Millie. Here's a sneak peek. Yo Love with Vince Staples, Black, and Mariba. Look alive, life too short, mine is double the report Speaking about me and you, since they got me off the porch I've been beaten black and blue Story in my life, tell me something about you Where you from, did you stay or did you run? You can access the playlist on our Spotify page In addition to previous volumes Now let's get back to the show Two fun facts about Mississippi 
Did you know the Mississippi River is the longest river in the United States? It runs from the top of the country all the way to the bottom. And did you also know that a lot of counties in Mississippi are named after Native American tribes or notable Native American phrases? That's my fun fact. Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> our homegrown segment is going to be really short. Um, and this is just, this is actually kind of low-key breaking news. I haven't got any more updates, but um, there was an active shooter on Jackson State University's campus today. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know, Jackson State is a historically black college in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, known for the Prince and J6 and the sonic boom of the South. Um and a great HBCU to attend. Um, but, yeah, there was an active shooter on campus today. And from what my teacher was telling me today, um, it somehow surrounded around, I guess, a student who found out they weren't going to graduate. Oh, God. So, I, I guess they decided to come up there and raise hell. Um, no death. Nobody died. I'm not really sure. Or I hadn't heard that anybody got shot. So, that's a sigh of release. But, <sighs> Listen, I'm so tired of these school shootings or these these mass shootings in general. I I want Mississippi to be on the map, but not for no tragedy like that. So I understand the frustration of finding out literally the day before graduation that you're not graduating. But I'm almost positive that there were signs before telling you that you weren't going to graduate, whether it be your financial situation or your grades. Or your credits. But I'm sure you knew that there was a possibility you wasn't going to graduate. So I don't know what that person was trying to accomplish by bringing a gun on campus or what that was going to accomplish and and whether it was going to get them a diploma or not. Mm. But I'm just telling you, it's not worth it. You can always go to summer school or you can always find a way to make up those credits or whatever you need to graduate and get your diploma. It's just let's let's not kill other people for stuff right. that's out of their control and then they got nothing to do with them. Let's not shoot teachers for you not doing your work. Let's not shoot the school because maybe you didn't have enough, you couldn't get enough financial aid. Like sometimes shit just happens, you know. But let's not put Mississippi on the map or add them to the list, even though there have been mass shootings in the past here in Mississippi. Like they're not absolved. But yeah. in 2019, I don't want the the year to end. And with Christmas coming up, I don't want nobody grieving before Christmas over a loved one who was about to graduate and somebody came on campus and shot them in the crossfire or just shot them because they were graduating and they weren't. So, like, I don't know if it's a he or a she, and I don't know if they got arrested or what. I'm sure next time we come on here, I have updates. But so far, nobody was shot. Nobody was killed, as far as I know. And so, hopefully, everything is fine. But, hmm. yeah. It's it's too close to the holidays for this shit. And I remember when Sandy Hook happened, because it happened right before Christmas. I'm sure the anniversary is coming up sometime soon. We don't so need sad. to add another another tragedy like that to the month of December. So, I'm praying for that's that really individual. Um, but that ends Homegrown. Um, just to get into our TV music and um, 
movie talk. We already talked about Queen and Slim. Um, I just want to say on the music tip, I really want you guys to check out Ryan Destiny's video for her song, The Same, featuring Toby mm-hmm. something. I can't think of his last name. I didn't know Yo, Ryan His dancing sing. is so smooth. The dude dancing. It's like he's not even uh, trying. You talking about Sean Bankhead? It's like he's not even dude. trying. You talking about the dude dancing in the video with her? Yes. Yeah, that's Sean Bankhead. He does a lot of, uh, he does choreography for Missy Elliott and a bunch of other, like, celebrities. But, and his studio is in Atlanta. Like, I've been to uh, his studio, not for him, but for something, for African dancing. Mm-hmm. But the studio he dances at, I've been to it before. It's, like, literally right off the highway um, off Moreland Avenue. But, yeah, the way they were dancing together reminded me of Aaliyah. Aaliyah, it was giving me Aaliyah vibes. And I was just like, y'all really fucking this shit up. And the person who directed the video, Bye Child, she has been doing a lot of videos lately from like Big Crits to, she does all the Lucky Day videos. She's done Big Crits videos, this, um, Ari Lennox's BMO video. Like, she's really fucking shit up. And like, I was just like, Ryan, like, I like this song. I like this video. You already pretty as fuck. I like, I like you. So if if I can get more of this, I can be in I can be into it. But I just want to try to check out that video and check out Ryan Destiny because I didn't know she could sing like this. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but let's get into Watchmen. Okay. I finally caught up. I watched four episodes in one day, and then I watched the other two. Um, the day after that. Mm-hmm. Episode six, yeah, that was the one. I think aesthetically, that's probably like the best episode out of the entire series. And I liked, it just had so many twists and surprises. I was just like, the writing for this fucking show is just amazing to me. (laughs) Like, like, first of all, (laughs) we find out that her grandfather was the mm-hmm. first ever vigilante. Mm-hmm. We also find out that this superhero that we've been seeing be portrayed on this TV show throughout. It's based off him. It's based off him. So basically, he posed as, he painted his eyes white because that was the only part of him you could see through his mm-hmm. mask. And he basically painted that white because his wife told him, like, you can they get not, away they with this shit if you're white. In the mask, yeah. right. And and they're not going to go for this shit. So you need to disguise yourself. So the fact that this whole time we've been thinking that this fucking hero is white. Turns out it's her fucking grandfather this whole time. And how he went undercover as a white man. I'm just like, wow. I never would have put that shit together. But even what led up to him becoming a vigilante. Like that scene where they hung him. And you get his perspective of like watching him being hung. And he could see through the mask and like his life fade, and then they just let him go. I was like, I was high as fuck, but I was like, bruh. That was like this? the hardest thing I've ever, like, it one was. of the hardest things I've seen. I was like, it what? It's so eerie. It's like you, I have never really seen anybody get lynched in a movie, but to see that and to see it from his perspective, like to basically right. be him in that moment, and you basically like know you about to die, like, there's no way to escape something like that because they had beat him up before to weaken him and then hung him from a tree and all you see is like 
him hanging, you, you're hanging, and your life is fading. I was like, oh my fucking god, this is so. Oh, it was just scary. It was eerie as fuck to just have their perspective of what a lynching is. Yeah. And just like afterwards for him to take out all his anger and frustration on those white people and to have that noose around his neck and put that mask on and was fucking the motherfuckers up. I was just like, this is just like, it's amazing. And then his wife was the baby that he picked up in right. episode one. Cause I always wondered what happened to her. So to know mm-hmm. that that's her, I was like, what the fuck? And then he was also a gay man. Mm-hmm. So what that meant back then, you know, I was just like, what the fuck? In a way, they put this episode together, like, how it would flip back and forth between her being him, because she was, you know, having, she was reliving all his life. And then it would flash, flip back to him. And then how, like, when they had drove up to him and was like, hey, you want to go for a drink? And he was like, no. You know, they asked him, like, three or four times, and he was like, no, I'm good. And as they drove off, you saw those bodies being drugged on the back of that car. And if you go back to episode one, during the rot, the Tulsa, you know, massacre, mm-hmm. there was, was a dragging part bodies in. that was dragging bodies. So, like, the memories were kind of like, you know, fading into one another. And it basically kind of showed that whether it's the Ku Klux Klan or the police, it's all the right. same. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's just that now they're wearing different uniforms. They're not having, they're not wearing masks. They're wearing police uh, uniforms and badges. And then when she jumped out that fucking window and it froze and her husband, and like, she was coming out of it. I was like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. Who directed this fucking episode? I was like, it's oh good. I was like, this episode is so fucking good. Like, it's so, it was so good. I was just like, this show is good as fuck. I like the show a lot. I like it too. I'm enjoying it. But I hate like, that, like, they love leaving us on cliffhangers, bro. Like, at the end of each episode, it'd be something that pop off. And I'd be like, I gotta wait a whole week to, to see what didn't happen. When you see the cliffhanger for episode seven. Oh my god. I'm gonna try to watch ready. it tonight. You're not ready. You're not you thought you you thought you said what the fuck yesterday. But when you see episode seven, I'm gonna text you, you like really be texting me. You gonna send me a, a gif mm-hmm. and gif, a gif, whatever the fuck it's called, and then you're gonna mm-hmm. send me a what the fuck in all caps. <laughs> and I'm gonna be ready. We gonna, gonna be it. ready. But what did you think about the episode? I thought it was a good episode. I was actually interested in staying in his memories. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly could care less about what was really going on in the world that they living in. I think I was more interested in the world that he was going through. And I even like how it just showed how he actually hung himself. Like, he oh, made yeah. that white man hang yeah. himself. Because of my control. Because mm-hmm. it's funny how they got into that. Because it's like, a lot of this show does deal with conspiracy theories. So the fact that like those white people were basically like using this method of mind control to make black people kill each other. Right. And I was like, bruh, this shit is deep. It was too much. Like even going back to the episode before that with what they were doing with opening portals and stuff, like with looking glass. It was just like Yes. I was like, what the hell? With that big ass squid that just fell on top of New York City. And the irony that they trying to get people to move back to New York when New York is probably one of the New York is like the everybody goes. There's no to New one York. place to be. Yeah, everybody yes. trying to be there in America. It's like also everybody goes there. So stay away. Yeah, but it was just the irony that like because of what happened there, everybody left, 
And it, it's funny because when you look at a lot of movies, when they do have movies where it where it's a big where it's a lot of stuff at stake, the epicenter of where they try to bomb stuff or where should be happening is New York. Yeah. So it's just interesting that like in the show, it's like they're trying to get people to move back, but no one wants to move back because they're scared. And so can you imagine New York like not as crowded? What that must be like to live there with not that many people taking the subway, not that many people walking the streets, places, you know, plenty of, of apartments and places to stay. Like, I, I would love to see what the, what the New York and the Watchmen looks like. So, this was a good-ass fucking episode. I was just like, wow. I need to watch it so I can just be talking like you talking. Episode, episode, episode six was just, it was really, really good. But episode fucking seven, that fucking ended. I was like, what the fuck is And we only got two episodes after that. Liv? Oh my yes. God, I feel like it just started. You know, HBO is known for like giving you these good ass shows with these short ass seasons. Because is it HBO or Showtime? Which no, it's one? HBO. It's HBO. Come on, oh. HBO. Because uh, Big Little Lies was seven episodes. Oh, oh, uh, uh-uh, yeah, well. And I heard they're not doing a season three for that. Like they, <gasps> there, they might not be a season three for that. Why? I heard the writer for Watchmen was like he may not do a season two for this. Why? I don't know. And and the person who wrote this wrote Lost and wrote The Leftovers. Lost the Leftovers. was hella long though. Really? Yeah, I never watched. You took it. you drugged that shit out. But not Lost this? came out so many years ago. And I honestly, know, like, still. I don't know with this, like, I guess I can see one season being enough because if they end up defeating the Seven Cavalry, like, what really is next? What what would be the big bad unless they established mm-hmm. it at the end of the season? But right now, it's like white supremacy. If they can defeat that, then what else, would, what need would there be? Like, what would be the, what could cap that? Because a lot of this, this series is a lot of race-related stuff. Conspiracy. Yeah. So I'm just like, what could season two do to top that? Who would be the big bad? So mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I just fuck. I love this show a lot, and I'm glad I was able to catch on while I could. You know, I I I had watched the first episode, but I had fell asleep on it because I was high and tired. And I went back and watched the first episode, and I was like, this shit good as fuck. Like. This is good. And then when I got the second episode and she found out that was her granddad, I was like, oh. I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, and when that magnet picked his ass up, I was girl, like, oh. with the car? With the yes. car. They took her whole shit. And in the third episode, brought it back. we got introduced to, I think her name, um, Silk Spectre. We got introduced to her. That big ass dildo that she used, I'm like, girl, how are you even using that? How are you even, you know what? And then the fourth episode was with the Asian lady where she bought that farm from the people by giving them a baby. Oh, which yeah. I thought was an interesting conversation about legacy. Like, y'all trying to keep this in y'all family, but y'all don't have any heirs. Right. So who would this, this farm This land going to stay here. Yeah. So technically, what would your legacy be without somebody to actually pass it on to? I thought that was really interesting. And then in the fifth episode, it was all about looking glass. And I just, 
I always found him interesting because of his mask and like mm-hmm. his aura. And then you get his backstory, which was crazy. Yeah, because he was there in New Jersey when that squid mm-hmm. attack happened. And you know, I actually like seen. I live like right. I live like ten minutes from where they shot it. At. Yeah, because that was in Hoboken. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, that ain't yeah. Hoboken. Then I started seeing like the street. I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. definitely Hoboken. And when they pan out and you see all them dead people, and then they just keep going until you see a fucking squid just chilling on top of that building. And I'm then like, what the hell is how that that dude in the group was talking about how he wasn't even born when this happened. His mom was pregnant with him, and oh, the yeah. trauma just got passed on to him through genetics. Mm-hmm. Cause we like, do pass trauma, we pass trauma mental illness genetically. So it was just crazy, and he was like, his mama was in Brooklyn when it hit, so she got hit hard. So I'm just like, bro, this show just, bro, I fucking vote. It's a good ass show, and I can't wait for you to watch episode seven. So we're gonna conclude this, so she can go watch episode seven. Um, if you haven't, go see Queen and Slim. If you haven't, go check out Ryan Destiny's song and video the same. You know, if you haven't, go watch Watchmen. Check us out on Twitter at fish underscore underscore grits. No Instagram yet. No website yet, but it's coming. <laughs> be on the lookout for you know, the playlist volume 5, which will be out soon. By the time this episode comes out, it'll already be out. And mm-hmm. yeah, get ready for Christmas. I don't really care for Christmas like that, but hey. It's coming. Wow. All right. We finna we finna enter a new decade and bam, 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 bam. there you go. I'm still here. We really about to be in 2020. Like, think yeah. about this shit. Like we finna be saying 2021 and 2022. That's weird. Gonna, Can we just see, start gonna, saying 20? 21? I was gonna say something, but you didn't watch Disney Channel, so you wouldn't know what I was talking about. Say so, something, I'm giving up on you. That's it, everybody. No. Bye. Bye.